another episode of Space Flicks. This is the podcast where we review a movie and decide if it's worth the cost of beaming out to a lonely astronaut in space. And today we're talking Kate. Kate! You know, I actually, what I, what I wish I'd prepared for this was one of those, like, uh, you know, today I saw a movie from Netflix star- starring, uh, you know, a, a female heroine who is an assassin who yeah. becomes, who befriends a young girl who, you know, you could go on yes. with that for a yes. while. And then, and then I'd be like, who is betrayed by her mentor. Milkshake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, because, uh, because yes, this movie, this movie has much in common with the movie we just recently reviewed, Gunpowder Milkshake. Yeah, uh, but it's a different movie. Um, this yeah. one starring Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Woody Harrelson, and uh, Miku Patricia Mart- Martinu. Did I pronounce Martineau, that yeah. right? Probably. Um, so anyway, so yeah, um, Adam, you want to give us the synopsis? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a goodie. <laughs> a female assassin has 24 hours to get vengeance on her murderer before she dies. Nice and to the point. That's an interesting sentence, right? Get vengeance on her murderer before she dies. That is, yeah, that is an interesting sentence. Kind of kind of poetic. Yeah. Um, uh, so let's talk uh, uh, expectations and first impressions. Do you want to go first? So uh, to your earlier point about this being extremely similar to Gunpowder Milkshake, a movie that we have talked about way too much in the past <laughs> several episodes, uh, yeah, this, yeah, this really did feel like Netflix gave a prompt to two different right. like, film yeah. production yeah. groups. And they were like, okay, here's the ingredients, right? Female assassin, war, ch- young ward... Mm-hmm. To, to take care of mentor who betrays them you know one night to take care of everything right like go yeah right yeah um which is one of the reasons i was very interested to watch this movie because it seemed like uh a perfect opportunity to sort of evaluate like hey when you give the same raw ingredients to just like a different creative team mm-hmm. like what comes out the other side um and i think uh it's it's evident that like so the thing that i was really expecting like my expectations for this movie was basically a better version mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. of the prompt um the primary reason i was expecting a better version was that i believe within like the production uh team of this film i believe that uh leech is like part yeah, of the leech. team Right. Yeah, he's producer. he's an executive producer in the movie. So I was like, hmm. So he's involved somehow, <laughs> right? Like, there's some oversight from someone who who I trust a little bit more, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So you were expecting a better version of Gunpowder Milkshake. Yes. Um, I'm I'm in the same boat. I, I uh, you know we've we've uh, evangelized quite a bit the. The merits of going in totally spoiler-free and and having not read any reviews and all that kind of thing. Um, although we we both watch trailers, right? But we don't. Uh, but we we yes. like to avoid reading a ton of reviews beforehand. Yes. Uh, that said, I was aware that this movie didn't have really great reviews from what yeah. I'd seen, like sort of maybe middle of the road reviews. Um, and yet I saw. I just had this feeling. I was like, I bet it's better than the reviews. Like, <laughs> yeah, partially, yeah. partially because um, from the little sort of quotes that I read, it seemed sort of like the critics take on this was like, ah, eh, yet another, you know, female assassin. Like we've seen this before. And I was like, OK, so the criticism seems to be that this isn't like paving any new ground. But I just had a feeling like I bet the execution is better. You know, like you, I, th- I felt like with Leech's involvement, I felt more confident that this would be. A, a well-made movie and that the action would be higher quality, like better choreographed, better executed. Um, so I, I, I think I'm with you. I was expecting a better version of gunpowder milkshake. Well, actually I didn't, I, I, to be clear, I didn't expect this to be as similar to gunpowder milkshake as it was. <laughs> I thought it was going to be sort of very high level similarity. Like it's both like female assassins in two different movies, but it goes, you know, the similarities run far deeper than that. Yeah. That's um, for sure. 
but I was expecting it to be better. What did you, uh, when the when the credits rolled, how did it measure up for you to your expectations? I thought it was superior in nearly every way. All right. Right? Um, not to say that I thought it was a great film, because I, I don't, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, But just I felt like every aspect of the production was an improvement Hmm. um, from the acting to the action to like the character motivations behind everything. Mm -hmm. Um, The ending was more satisfying by far more satisfying. (laughs) Not that even the ending was like super, you know, like amazing or anything, but it was just sort of like, it just was like, fine it was like Mm -hmm. good enough right as As opposed opposed to to like complete joke massively disappointing (laughs) right right? right. um so yeah i just i thought it was uh, and then um i think there's probably a lot of controversy about this is from what i can gauge but um i i i really liked setting the film in japan Mm. uh i thought that that added a really um you know different sort of vibe to the was, entire was the experience. controversy just like it's set in japan but the main characters are white basically yeah, i think there was like yeah this movie's exercising some cultural appropriation that okay. you know it hasn't earned uh mm-hmm. you know it's a it's a white person uh killing scores of japanese people sure, sure. right yeah um and so like uh i i recognize that that's a i think a understandable position i will say that that didn't bother me uh so um, take 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 that uh for what it's worth yeah um so you thought it was better in every way but here's a question because i think that's a fairly low bar i think both of us were pretty unimpressed with gunpowder milkshake yeah Yeah. um this movie being in superior it being superior in every way does that mean you thought it was good or does that mean you just thought it was like a better mediocre movie? Yes, I like put it this way. If somebody's like, "Would should I watch it?" I'd be like, uh-huh. "Yeah, yeah." So you thought it was good? Yeah, it's worth watching. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, um, I, I'm, I, I felt a little differently. I think I wouldn't have described this movie as better in every way. I think, I think when I when when this movie ended for me, I. I felt sort of let down. To be clear, I think in the first half of the movie, I was like, this is far superior to Gunpowder Milkshake. Yeah. But as the movie went on, and when it finally ended, I sort of came away being like, did I like that better than Gunpowder Milkshake? I don't know. Somehow, it feels far more competent, and yet, I don't know if I liked it significantly better. And I think it's... I think that the people in the movie and most of the people involved in making the movie probably just like did their jobs better yeah (laughs) um but it's almost like the movie itself you know maybe the story or the premise right was not super enjoyable to me um and i think that's what sort of brought it down brought it down to where for me they kind of they kind of end up in a similar spot in in terms of how much do I actually like this movie? Um, I feel like Gunpowder Milkshake, for all of its flaws, had more of a sort of fun mood to it. Uh-huh. Um, that, like, when we talked about it, I can't remember if I said it while we were recording or just when we were talking about it outside of the, the episode, but it's like, even though it was quite uh, sort of below average most of the time, I still was like compelled to see what happened next i just sort of found it watchable and this one i think is almost the opposite like everything was more well done i thought but it became in like it became decreasingly watchable for me as it went on Hmm. to where by the end i think i was not only not enjoying it i think i was maybe like you know sort of disliked what i was seeing right um which we'll get into more as we get into the story. But so, yeah, my takeaway was sort of it, it's this movie feels like a bit paradoxical, paradoxical to me. I think I'm with you in that it was better executed, just more more proficiently, you know, made in almost every respect. 
and yet the end product was one that I didn't particularly like much more than gunpowder milkshake. Yeah. The um I think there's something extremely grim in like the basic DNA of this movie mm-hmm. that is like that set up it's one of those things that I think seems better on paper, almost the same way that we were describing like the the synopsis is like, oh that's an interesting sentence, mm-hmm. right? But that does not mean that it's like the right material for a movie. Um because the fundamental idea of this movie is you've got a highly competent assassin who mm-hmm. gets poisoned and the poison is completely and the poison is weakening her incurable yeah making her weaker as the film goes on and her motivation like why she's doing anything is vengeance mm-hmm. right that is her that is the animating thing that keeps her going throughout this entire movie and it's like that's not a motivation that i think we generally want our heroes to like use as fuel i mean it's one thing if you're using vengeance so that they can like save something good right yeah, so or, like or vengeance for someone else as opposed to vengeance right. for yourself yeah right yeah like this is where like man on fire is different than this movie yeah right um, or even John Wick, you know, it's the dog, right? right? It's the dog, like the, what's, right. what's more innocent than a dog? You know, <laughs> the genius of John Wick and its setup is that audiences all over the country, when they saw the dog get killed, they're like, yes, I support this man killing <laughs> as, <laughs> right. m- as many thugs as he wants to, to avenge this, like it, hundreds, I don't care. <laughs> you right. Know? Um, whereas in this one, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just the premise that is, that is the curse of the movie for me. Um, right. It's like the premise they, they didn't, they couldn't have executed it much better. Um, yeah, but fundamentally, I, I am with you on the motivation thing. Like fundamentally, how much can I care about this protagonist where her whole motivation is just to get back at someone who poisoned her? Yeah. Um, that's a starting point. But I also think from an enjoyment factor, uh, the idea of she's poisoned at the beginning and that's going to cause her to become weaker and less able to sort of do badass fighting as the movie goes on was the other fatal flaw to me. Because I think right. they they took that concept very seriously and they did it in a, what felt like a pretty realistic way. And the result is just not fun to watch. You know, it's like <laughs> the appeal yeah. to me in the in the you know first half of the movie is she's such a badass. She can take on all these baddies in interesting ways and you appreciate what a skilled assassin she is. And then it just sort of, you know, goes downhill where she's like, she starts getting beat up more and more. And I told you sort of by the end, I was like, why is she even doing that like she's yeah she, there's no way she can she can even win any fights anymore in this stage but they just she just keeps going and right. so and so it's like they did that concept well i just don't like that concept very much yeah so the, that's the, that's what I, held the movie back for me yeah i think that's where it's like i was um for whatever reason i think i like was willing to accept the 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 grimness of the premise and i was like this isn't my personal favorite idea right but if i just accept the movie for what it is as far as like the character's motivation and this is the fundamental trajectory of this film is she's going to be sliding downhill the entire hour and a half of it yeah um i was sort of like if i accept that this is really well done for that i agree i agree it's really well done for that (laughs) right yeah um you you know what i i I have an idea let me let me just just remind me that i'm saying this when we get to the end of this conversation i have a i think i have an idea for fix the movie Uh that would that would fix both of those problems very elegantly yes we'll get to it (laughs) okay 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 um okay but uh so that covers sort of our 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 first impression so we had similar uh expectations going in better version of gunpowder milkshake i think our takeaways 
diverged a little bit. You were like, overall, like, good movie, you know? Better, way better than Gunpowder Milkshake, good movie overall. I yeah. was sort of like, better, yes, I sort of agree, but still no, fell flat for me. Um, I guess we can talk about themes if you want. I'm honestly at a loss. <laughs> Does this movie have themes? Well, there's this idea of... I almost feel stupid even like trying to put themes to this film. Um, there's this concept of like children who are being sort of like manipulated by yeah. the adult figures in their lives to do terrible things. Right? right. That's, that's a recurring notion. I'm not sure if, if the film is saying anything about that yeah, or exploring that very in a very other, interesting way other than it's like this is a thing that happens to two of these characters right but it's like what are we saying about children or parents or like the way society cares for children i don't know i don't think we're saying anything right yeah, yeah. um yeah I, I i i feel like there's not much more to say about this i i i'm i'm inclined to just sort of breeze right through this normally we have something to talk about with themes but right. what you said, like what you what you're saying is, you know, yeah, the movie sort of raises that kind of, you know, it's a thing that's going on. It's a thing that's going on that's not just the story, right? Right. Um, right. But the other than in that's the only way in which you could call it a theme. I think, you know, like the movie doesn't right. really. I don't feel but like it not, has much of a point of yeah. view on that, or. Right. Uh, you know, has any sort of like message or underlying kind of like, you know, lesson it's trying to teach it. I think this movie is first and foremost, it's, it's the premise and it's a bunch of action scenes. Right. And it's, you know, and it's like a bit of a twist at the end. That's just purely, you know, something you could predict in the first like 30 seconds at least. Yes. Yes. <laughs> at least if you're me. You're like, I'm just waiting for that to be revealed, you know, because it's obviously going to be There's revealed. There's no other person it can be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so let's, so we're, I think we're done with themes. Let's just move on to best parts of the movie. Because there are some uh, great, I think there are some great parts. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think we're suckers for this. I think we've talked, we talk about this enough that like, uh, an assassination sequence or a action sequence well executed where the hit person is like clearly you know a cut above the rest mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. is um i think a, a joyous thing to behold in movies which is why the beginning you know act of this movie is quite enjoyable in that way mm -hmm. right um you get to watch a competent person do competent things culminating i would argue in the sequence in sort of the the like the japanese uh like tea house or whatever mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. um where with the white walls where she then proceeds to like uh with extreme prejudice like lay waste to multiple rooms full of you know bodyguards and fellow assassins or whatever right yeah. um i thought that that sequence was wonderful uh, uh again aside from like whatever cultural problems that sequence poses i was sort mm -hmm. of like willing to overlook them uh and i don't know what that says about me probably a lot um you're just focused but, on the action yeah the action but yeah was... it was it was uh really well choreographed really inventively filmed right like there mm -hmm. were just there were shots and angles in that sequence that i was like oh i've never seen that particular like action moment like photographed in that way mm -hmm. and it mm -hmm. just it was memorable and made me like it is it sort of just makes your like eyes open a little wider and your ears perk up you're like oh good you're not just like mailing this in or yeah. phoning this in you're you're actually like trying something here um so that's probably like the peak for me i felt as like far that as scene i felt like that scene the choreography of that scene did with knives sort of mm -hmm. what John Wick did with guns a little bit where like you remember when John Wick came out and people were like wow this is the first movie where they're being super realistic with with 
you know, a trained killer with like he he does a headshot on everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Like because like typically in movies, you know, a lot of people get shot in like shoulders and stomachs and legs and stuff, and then the yeah. protagonist just kind of moves on, and it's like yeah. no, if you wanted to make sure they're dead, you'd shoot him in the head, and he and mm-hmm. he shoots like everybody in the head, even if you shot them somewhere else first, right? And I think in this movie with knives, she doesn't just like stab a dude and then mm-hmm. go on to the next enemy. She she like stabs him like ten times, right? right. Which to to me like I don't know how realistic uh, you know I don't know how many knife assassins there are in this world, but like it felt it felt much more like grounded to me that she is making sure to take these guys down, you know? Right. Right. Um, because, because I mean, it's a knife, right? So, like, a typical movie where you do stab somebody and then walk away. It's just, like, it's just a way... It just leaves the option completely open for the writer to be like, do I want to bring this character back? I totally can. She only just stabbed right. him once. <laughs> you right. Know? Like, anybody can recover from that, given the right medical attention. Um, so, I liked that. Uh, not that that's, like, the key detail of that scene. I agree with you that, overall, it's about the inventive choreography. Is that the scene where she, like, cuts her own hair... Yes. Yeah, like yeah. a guy's got her by the hair, and she just like chops off some of her hair to get away from him, which is a yes. pretty cool moment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that scene's great. I also, just backing up even earlier, because um, you were sort of talking about like the very beginning, like intro of this character, I felt like, um, you know, I really appreciated, I guess, and, and as the movie went on, I would learn that I think that this was a fault. This was something I didn't generally appreciate about the movie because it leaned too hard in this direction, but opening with this scene in a, in a very, um, you know, where she is an assassin and she's got her, she's got her sniper rifle trained on a target and she hesitates. Cause like, you know, there's a child there. This is a breach mm-hmm. of protocol. Um, but she goes through with it. Right. Yeah. Um, to me, I appreciated because it felt like, you know, I always sort of like find it a little bit uh, convenient in a movie where it's like this character is a cold-hearted, trained killer and has done unspeakable things, but we're just going to show a scene where they suddenly have a conscience so right. that you can think they're a good person. You right. know, but this movie was like didn't take that sort of, in my opinion, lazy way out. It's like, yeah, she's a trained assassin. She hesitates because there's a child as anyone would because it's a breach of and it's a breach of protocol but like when given the sort of confirmation mm-hmm. she she goes through with it you know right. um and yeah that's gonna you know that's gonna do 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 a number on your your conscience and give you some ghosts to live with but right. like that's the job right um yeah i, yeah. I liked that setup um because you know there's there's other movies that I've seen not so long ago. I don't think you've seen them, so I won't. I won't me- spoil them for you. But similar setup where it's just you know it's just what I described of like this person decide- decides to have a conscience in this situation so that you can like them, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Which kind of contradicts like, the idea that they were a cold, cold-hearted assassin. Right. At one point. I've literally never encountered a situation in my life that would force me to consider like the moral gravity of yeah. my choices. Yeah. Every other right hit I've ever done, <laughs> it was just bad guys with no innocent witnesses around. Right. This right. is the first time I'm encountering this sort of conflict. Yeah. Um. What are other? What are some other great parts of the movie? It's not just that big fight scene. I'll tell uh, you a detail. I, I did you did you like this detail? The whole boom boom lemon <laughs> drink. I thought thing? it was fine. I thought it was, yeah. yeah, I thought it was harmless. Yeah, I th- I think they could have made it funnier than it was. Um, like it was sort of amusing that she like wanted one and tried to find it in a few cases and and couldn't. Yeah, I sw- I almost wished they'd leaned into that a little harder. Like she was constantly looking for. You know, this is a little source of pleasure and right. just like constantly couldn't get it. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. In some ways, it would be more fun if like that's the thing that she's on the hunt for. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. It's like my my last day on Earth. I'm going to get my favorite drink. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it's like it's discontinued or something and she can't find it anywhere. And she has to like, you know, and meanwhile, there's assassins coming to get her for some other reason. Right. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, 
I yeah, I thought it was fine. Um, as far as like other uh, best parts of the movie, I, I I do think like we I won't cite entire sequences, but there's like certain moments in some sequences that I thought were really were really nice. Like um, I like when movies use the environment or the setting in particular ways uh, mm-hmm. that are specific as opposed to setting everything in like abandoned warehouses or, right, right. you know, like back alleys, right? It's like put things in specific places and then let people react to like what's going on in that place. So like there's a couple of moments in this movie that I thought did a good job of that. The first being um, there's a point where she's uh, fighting with a bunch of dudes in sort of like an outdoor market type mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. And they leverage like the fact that there's like uh, an open like skewer grill um, mm-hmm. near, and she like uses that a couple of times to like burn dudes burn or a guy's like face or whatever. Yeah, and it, yeah. and just sort of like right, yeah, that's like an inventive <laughs> use way to use yeah. that thing. Yeah, um, and then uh, similarly, at one point, she's in a very sort of well-appointed apartment. Yeah, I thought that that's she, the main one that came to mind for me. And she takes like two wine glasses, shatters the shatters them so that the stems are now like these little stabbing things poking out from between her fingers, yep. right? Yep. Yep. And it's sort of like I was like, that's pretty cool. I don't know. I can't <laughs> know. I I don't believe I've ever seen somebody decide to take wine glasses and use them in that way, right? In a movie, um, and so just like the little details like that, I feel like there's probably a there's bunch also of a those refrigerator door used in yes. that scene yeah i think there's a few different things that they use from the environment both both characters her and the guy that she's fighting yeah yeah absolutely and so i i liked that sort of stuff even like the slot the doors like the sliding doors and the walls in the in the in the tea room mm-hmm. that they're at at the beginning like all those little things um i just found to be like good distinguishing details that weren't just like here we are in a hallway right or here mm-hmm. we are in a you know like a corn i don't know like not that there's fights in cornfields but just like yeah, anonymous right. places right 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 generic generic settings with no real usable features yeah which is why i think maybe like the ending sequence in that like office building is sort of like not as enjoyable because they sort of because it's a more generic setting it just feels like a more oh an un i mean like Die Hard literally already did this right like an unfinished office building you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. like so there's like exposed ductwork ductwork and like there's no walls really it's like well yeah i mean i've seen this before there's a convenient little stage for a for dudes to have like a katana for a katana duel yeah (laughs) What like what was that little platform? Was that like a? I think it was supposed to, supposed be, to be a couple like, cubicles or something. Well, I think it was. My guess is it would be sort of like a fishbowl style conference room. Yeah, a conference room that wasn't totally ready. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. Uh, I agree. There's some really strong, you know, stuff, especially early on. Um. As far as highlights, though. Well, I guess the only the other thing I'll say is I, I do think the performers I mean we already touched on this, but I just think the performers in this film are basically across the board better. Yeah. I mean, you know, Woody Harrelson versus Paul Giamatti, I, I don't know, maybe roughly equivalent. It's not right. like a really demanding role. Um but I think I thought Mary Elizabeth Winstead definitely did did more impressive stuff, both dramatically and in in the action department in this film yes. than Karen Gillan did in Gunpowder yes. Milkshake. Yeah, for sure. And I'm not a huge fan of the, you know, the girl actress in either movie, to be totally honest, but I do think this right. one was better than that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, and as This far one as, like, has a on- little bit more of like a, you know, angsty teenager... Who who genuinely has some you know feelings of fright and trauma in the beginning, but then right. you know develops admiration for the protagonist. But it's sort of like more of a there's more of a of an arc there of like coming to to respect her and 
and uh, and that kind of thing, as opposed to in Gunpowder Milkshake, where it's just sort of like, I'm a quirky girl, <laughs> you know, from from the right. from the outset for some reason, even though my dad just died. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. The the child. I, yeah, I don't love the child performances in either film. Not not because the the actors are not capable, uh, but more like I just feel like the the arc and sort of the conception of these children is sort of like not. Yeah, they're just great. not super three D characters. I think um, is what it comes down to, right? But I will say I like the fact that in in this movie, it's obvious that the entirety of what happens in the plot and who Kate is and how Kate operates like influences the girl Mm -hmm. you know like has an effect on her and in some ways is very um like very bad for her right right and versus like milkshake you know i feel like the child remains perfectly innocent yeah the entire time and doesn't change right or isn't changed by the events of the story in a meaningful way which is insane because her father gets killed (laughs) yeah and gunpowder milkshake i feel like it's sort of like close your eyes and she's like okay and then you know here's lots of screaming and violence and then it's like okay open your eyes and there's like blood everywhere but it's like she's fine she did yeah she didn't see any of what happened so everything is fine we didn't you know we didn't permanently uh you know uh uh sort of traumatize this child it's like yeah you did yeah it's it it's um it's almost like too ridiculously ignorant of like the inner lives of children, right? Like, and I don't expect movies to like get kids right. I mean, I'm being very uh, subjective just by even asserting that that's even a thing that can happen. Yeah. But like, but the basic premise that, you know, an eight year old child is like unobservant and like doesn't absorb like what's happening around them is like, well, that's patently false, right? Yeah, like yeah. children are like uniformly, like extremely perceptive and very observant, and they like no, they're very curious and know it's like have a deep sense of what's going on, and so like the fact that the movie Kate attempts to address that idea, it's like this is a kid who is like deeply affected by the death of her dad mm-hmm. and is like deeply affected by the perce- perception that her grandfather doesn't care for her right like and will make major life choices you know because of you know family problems both real and perceived like i was like yeah that's like a thing like children will do that um even if even if i don't necessarily like co even if i wouldn't co-sign every line they have this child say or like yeah. every decision she makes, it's sort of like, but she she's clearly affected by what's going on, and that's like to me what's important about the film from the from the kids' journeys perspective. So in that regard, I from a comparison point, I think this was clearly sort of a more um, comprehensible mm-hmm. journey for the kid. Yep. Yep. All right. Any other highlights, or should we move on to fix the movie? Uh, let's, let's fix the movie. Let's do it. Okay. So I've got my idea. Uh, you want to, you have any, or can I go first? Go first. I, 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 mine are probably like nibbling around the edges. I want, I feel like you've got a real thing. Well, maybe I didn't put too much thought into it. Cause I literally just thought of it as we were talking, but we, we talked about two issues with the premise of the movie, right? One is her motivation. Like she's just mm-hmm. trying to get the guy who poisoned her which is like, eh, it's fine. Isn't that not doesn't make her super sympathetic from the audience's perspective, right? And mm-hmm. the other is from an action standpoint, you know, that scene that scene that we talked about, the apartment fight scene, which I also think was a good fight scene. To me, that's like the last good fight scene in the uh-huh. movie, the last yeah. good action scene. And there's some more action, but it's just less and less exciting because she by the end of that fight is like not capable of she's really banged up yeah yeah um and so that was the other flaw to me is is your 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 main protagonist who's this action hero is like becoming 
incapable of, of, you know, whooping ass by the end of the movie. So how I think you could fix both of those problems is actually have there be two main characters, have them be like, they could be partners or something. Mm -hmm. And one of them gets poisoned. Mm -hmm. Right. And then they go on this mission together, but it's the, the, your, the main sort of point of view character is the person who's not poisoned. Mm-hmm. who's trying to help her friend find the guy who poisoned her, who they assume is the only person with an antidote. Yeah, for sure. And yes. then it's like, that way, this main character has a much more sympathetic motivation. She's trying to save her friend, and she's capable of fighting the whole movie. <laughs> right. You could have her friend deteriorate, you know, and that might that would be interesting. I think it is interesting to see this, like, trained assassin sort of, like, struggle as the movie goes on and have to inject herself with these boosters and stuff but i think for her to like carry the action becomes implausible which is why in this movie they have to end with like she goes with a whole you know armada right in support supporting her like if she didn't have that team in the final action scene it would be it's completely absurd right right yeah (laughs) it'd be ludicrous it'd be like what are you what do you think you're gonna achieve here there's like Lots of bad guys here, and you can probably not even take out one of them. Right. Um, but with this whole team, it's like, okay, now she's got this team. They're going to do most of the fighting, and she's just going to like get the, the main baddie at the end. Yeah, I feel like... So what do you think of that one... idea? She's she's trying to save her friend. Yeah, I, I, I it's funny. I think that, um, like, that's... I think the thing that you said is very similar, although, to be fair, I have not seen this movie but I believe it's very similar to the premise of the Jason Statham movie crank, Mm. right? Which is like, I'm just, just to read you the synopsis professional assassin, Chev Chelios earns his rival, learns his rival has injected him with a poison that will kill him if his heart rate drops. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like a guy who's like, Oh, I have to like keep my adrenaline pumping for as long as possible so that I can find a cure like to this problem. Right, mm-hmm. that I that I've been given medically, and the fact that there is, uh, I believe, a crank sequel indicates that he gets a cure <laughs> in he the succeeds. first movie, right? Right. And so I I feel like this is uh while while it's derivative, right? While it's like a thing that um probably has happened in more than one movie, but like it can. But I I agree with you. That was exactly my same thought when I saw the movie. I was like, why isn't she? It would be much more interesting if she was trying to get a cure for her condition as opposed to just vengeance for her condition right like yeah but but i'm but i think my main suggestion is that you introduce a second character that she's yeah she's trying to cure this other person rather than herself right i think that that's more of a classic sort of hero that we all want to root for you know right um like yeah i think that the the notion of a deteriorating protagonist right is one that is used very effectively in detective stories right that's like a pretty common trope in any detective tale is the detective gets increasingly beat up and uh incapable of doing anything physically throughout the course of the story Mm -hmm. um and the idea being generally in a detective story that they're getting closer and closer to like a heart of darkness that is like toxic. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, is like ruining them from the inside out. Right. This is, um, the movie brick does like a very sort of like clear riff on this idea as he just gets sicker and sicker throughout the course of the movie. Um, that and that so, works, but I think that makes an awkward blend for like an action movie. Well, exactly. That's my point. Is like the I, the whole premise is like the detective is trying to unearth some truth, mm-hmm. right? And it's like the truth is destroying that. Like the cert, that hunt for truth is destroying them. And like action movies doesn't you don't need that same thing, right? Yeah. The like if the hero can't do the action stuff, then it's not really an action movie at the end. It's something else. And it would be one thing if this were like a detective story, like uh, her figuring out some, I mean, in some ways it is right. Like who, yeah. Getting who poisoned me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but the fact that like, we all know who poisoned her, like I, it's not hard to figure out. 
right? Well, well, to be fair, it's not him. It turns out, right? Yeah, yeah, it's he, not him. He he didn't want that to happen. Well, but it, but it is play, revealed that he sort of is in cahoots with the okay. guy who did do it, and he's not such a good guy, which is like not surprising at all. Okay, so it's time for the spoiler submarine. Auga. <laughs> uh, so. The, the the thing that we're dancing around is that, of course, the traitor in this film is her best and only friend, mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson. Uh, because so as shocking. the movie as the movie progresses and it's like, who could have possibly known that it was her and given that intel to someone who poisoned her? It's like, well, is it maybe the only person she knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Could be that guy. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I, I was uh, actually really hoping that he that that wouldn't be a reveal and that would almost be the twist. <laughs> you know. Right. Like that's like no, he is her friend. Like he's on her side. Oh, what a surprise. What a pleasant surprise that the guy that is supposed to be her friend really is her friend, you know? Right. Who cares about her? Cuz cuz it was it was so obvious that I feel like that could have almost been played as a twist. Right. If he just right. was her friend. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, not so much. Not so much. Um, well, so I'll give you that. Um, I know you're not actually necessarily disagreeing with me, but I think you're offering another perspective on it, which does s- sort of, to me, operate as a bit of a defense of the choice they made to have it be like her getting sicker as the movie goes on. I would suggest another sort of less, less severe way that they might have fixed the movie in that case for me would have just been just dial it down a little bit you know Mm -hmm. her deterioration to me was like cranked up to 10 like make it so like by the end she's like practically dead you know and i'm like how about you dial it back to like a six or a seven where she is deteriorating but you know maybe she's like coughing a lot as the movie goes on and maybe she like spits up blood at some point but it's like you don't have to make it so that she can like barely move, right? Which is right. kind of what it gets to. Um, that yeah, I she's think it just practically... I think they just leaned too hard into like this is really we have to make it, you know, so that she is basically you believe she really will die within twenty four hours. Like I think actually in some ways a lot of my my what makes this movie less than super enjoyable to me is just the not that it's actually a realistic movie. But I want to say the realism, like that they just went, they tried to make it super, super real feeling, realistic feeling. Mm-hmm. I think that applies to how badly, she, you know, she, 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 her, her body deteriorates. Yeah. Um, it, it applies to, um, you know, some of the like, I guess some of the drama as well, uh, to a lesser degree. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example of that. I, I can't think of a good example off the top of my head, but there's just there's just a lot of choices that I feel like are made in this movie that are supposed to just make it seem like real, you know, mm-hmm. not like a movie. And, mm-hmm. it, and it almost feels like that, that they would have benefited from sprinkling in some more like, this is for entertainment purposes. <laughs> right. right? Right. Not to just stick true to like what would really happen in this situation. Right. Yeah. Because we're not, we didn't come to this movie for like a realistic portrayal of a body deteriorating because of radiation poisoning. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, I, you know, a movie that I thought about a fair amount at various points during this movie, which is kind of, which doesn't seem like they're particularly related, was District Nine. Mm. Right. Okay. Um, just in the body horror aspect of it, mm, right? Like mm-hmm. Vickis in District 9, is his body is falling apart, literally, you know, for the <laughs> first... It turns into an alien. Yeah, yeah for, the, for basically the entirety of the film. And part of, I think, the joy of that is... I mean, it is disgusting. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty revolting, right? Um, but I think the reason that for example, I was eager to see it again and like have watched it again since is because really what you're watching is a guy like 
metamorphosing and transforming yeah. into a new thing that's better, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, from his point of view, it's worse, but like us as an audience, like he's going through a physical journey that sort of mirrors his emotional journey of like growing to become a different kind of person with a different outlook on life, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like if you're gonna, I, I, and I feel like um, that or like, uh, something like the fly or something that anything that evokes a sort of like body horror that Kate does. I think the fundamental notion usually in those circumstances is like transformation or transcendence or like, ch- you know, profound change. Mm-hmm. Right. This is more like she's just straight up dying. Yeah. Right. And it's, and it, I think as an audience, you want there to be a reason for like, the deterioration you want there. I mean, and yes, she does have like a, um, you know, a turnabout near the end. Right. Um, but I, I think that feels tacked on. It doesn't feel like she's growing or changing as the movie progressive. It progresses. It just feels like at the end, they sort of pull, pull a little mental switcheroo in there to sort of make her be like, I am now okay with everything. Right. Um, and so I, I, that's sort of where I feel like this movie has this interesting mechanic of a deteriorating person that other genres of movies use for particular reasons. Mm-hmm. And this movie like it means is quite something. squarely in the action genre and doesn't quite know how to use it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. uh, it's like it's like a thing that movies do. It's just not in this kind of movie for these kinds of reasons. Right. Right. So, um, but so at any rate, yeah, it's, it's fascinating to think about the ways in which that tactic has been deployed in other movies effectively and why it maybe doesn't work as well here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Indeed. Well, I mean, those, those kind of cover my main things I would fix about the movie. I think the last thing would be something with the twist with Woody Harrelson. It was just so obvious. Yeah. Not, not even because it's like, oh, the movie was just clumsy. It's just like the very premise makes it obvious, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, it's like you, you, you introduce this situation. It's just, you know, it's, it's cliched. We, we've seen this so many times. He's, gonna, he's not going to be her friend, it turns out, right? Right. Um, so that, that I, I, I think you could fix the movie by either doing more to make that actually surprising yeah or just not even do that because i don't know how critical that was to the to the movie (laughs) yeah i mean i feel like um i could have easily envisioned a version of the film where she gets poisoned maybe like you could even do it exactly the same way despite all the things that i just said as far as like not liking that as a mechanic right I think it'd be better if it was like you po- you've been poisoned and the only person who has the antidote is like the guy at the end. Mm-hmm. Right. But even if they did do it exactly the same way, I could easily envision them doing it in such a way where it's like she knows exactly who poisoned her and she mm. knows and she knows why they did it. And Woody Harrelson knows, too. And they're both like mad about it. And he sir and he becomes like the Joan Cusack to John Cusack's in in uh mm. in gross point blank mm-hmm. right um where it's like he's like the guy on the other end of the phone who's like doing who's like figuring stuff out for her yeah right while she's like out there in the field doing stuff and they like have a relationship that they and we get to like hear their banter or whatever throughout the course of the movie and they like clearly have a friendship i think that would be a more satisfying movie than like she's so alone and has been betrayed by the only person she ever trusted. That's just not as, that's just like, again, it's just like so grim. Yeah. Right. Um, so that could be another way that they could do it. Like to your point where, uh, him being a traitor is like a movie logic problem. It's like, she needs to be betrayed by Mm. somebody. It's like, well, no, she doesn't like you could just have bad luck. Right. And the well, rest she's made of plenty movie. of enemies, like actual no- right. obvious yeah, enemies, yeah, yeah. without right. meeting a non-obvious enemy. Right. 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 It's like obviously some of the she's killed a lot of guys. People in this organization would want her dead. So yeah, yeah. I don't need to reach for that. 
I think, so, I mean, alternately, I think the movie attempts to, like I said, like to try to make it actually surprising. Now, like I said, I think the premise kind of gives it away. So I, it would, you'd have to be a pretty freaking well executed movie for that to actually be surprising in my opinion. But that said, the movie doesn't even try like, like, yeah. you know, um, the the inv- the amount of time the movie invests into making you believe that they are actually close and that he cares about her is he he buys her a boom boom lemon at the beginning <laughs> right 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 that, that's their like shorthand for like he cares about her you know they have a, like a little bit of dialogue and um, well you also know that like there's something fundamentally kind of evil about this man Right, who is because training he sort of groomed her adolescent girls to be right. murderers, right? right? Like, so it's yeah. <laughs> so he's a bad guy. It's like I would, if he, you know, and so I, that would probably be the other thing that I would change. If you're going to go the angle of they're actually really friends, right? I would just say like you don't need like I don't think you need, like to your the point we said at the beginning when we were talking about themes. It's like yeah, there's this whole thing about like him, you know kind of like misleading young girls into like a life of being professional assassins which doesn't seem like it's saying anything about that it's just like a thing that's happening in the film it just it just muddies things for sure for sure i think you that part should take that out that part should be removed and it should be like she's you know part of an agency government or military or something she's she's chosen this life yeah right and he like has been one of her you know, helped her to reach the level that she's at. Yes. Um, yeah, I agree. It's, with, it, I agree it's, it's much so. sadder. It's much sadder if she's like been manipulated into this life and it's just like a pawn. In well, this yeah, ga- I think it you is supposed I mean? to be sad, you know, but which I, makes it, you know, I think if, less fun to watch. Oh, totally. You totally. Know? Well, let me ask you this also, cause this thought occurred to me. If it weren't for that, not that that even answers this question, but I think it just makes you feel complicated about it. So remove that, remove her background from the equation for a moment. In this movie, what makes her a good guy? Like, in what way is she a good guy (laughs) in the story? She's an assassin, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I think you're it, it's maybe it's implied that the guys she kills are like, you know, Yakuza. Yakuza. OK, so they're bad guys. So she kills bad guys. Therefore, she's a good guy. That was the notion, right? Like at the beginning, Woody Harrelson's like, we're so close to getting to the head of this evil gang. Right. Right. And she's like, yeah. You but know, they don't even reveal the, what their organization is. Could just be right. a rival criminal. They're just assassins <laughs> for organization. money. Like, I mean, I guess it's just where I'm coming from is like we don't know what her his and her ultimate purpose is. They like I said, they could be a competing organized crime or you know ring, and they're trying to take out a rival. Um, well, I mean that is what he's trying to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she doesn't right? know that, right? Right. She doesn't know that. Right, right. What, what, what does she think she's doing? I think he's telling her some, saying, <laughs> selling her some line about it's, the it's righteousness just, just, of what they're doing. See, all we see is she's very good at killing. Uh-huh. You know, she, this girl, she sort of rescues this girl, but sort of makes it very clear that she didn't really care about the girl. Oh, it's but, for hostage purposes. R- right, she, right. So it's not to save the girl. No, not at all. And then her primary motivation, which we've talked about quite a bit already, is just to get the guy who poisoned her. Right. And I'm just like, these could all, this could all, this would all be completely consistent with her being a bad guy. You know, Mm -hmm. all of these actions are totally uh, like consistent with a villain character in a movie. It's just interesting to think about. Like, I don't feel like the movie does much of anything to make it like, no, she's a good person, you know? Well, yeah, this is where it's like it's it's one group of evil people tearing apart another group of evil people. Mm-hmm. And it's like maybe that's another fundamental problem with the entire thing, right? It's like what people want to watch is like a good guy. Yeah. Right? Or even if it's not a good I, guy. I think like, this is the other thing I was sort of thinking about of the movie being a little too realistic. Yeah. Where it's like she's a killer. That's who she is. 
So the movie's like, so her actions and personality are consistent with like a cold killer. And you're like, yeah, but that makes her sort of like, just like another bad guy in a movie filled with bad guys. You know? Right. Well, I mean, like, did you watch the TV show? I guess it's still not, I guess it's not gone. I think it's coming back. But have you watched the TV show Barry? Mm-mm. So that's a movie, that's a show about an assassin, right? right? And like, who is, I don't think it's spoiling much to say, like, is clearly like a morally bankrupt person, mm-hmm. right? Like hired killer. Right. Um, but I think the reason that in the show you are, you know, interested in and rooting for him is in part that he is like a little delusional, mm. right? Like he sort of persuaded himself that he's like good enough to mm-hmm. warrant like he sh- he's permitted to want like a normal life, mm-hmm. you know, and to get out and like become something different, right? Um, and so the, the the drama is of course like the friction, right, between like what he thinks he is and what he actually sort of. Mm. deep down won't admit to himself he actually is right right? um and so in this movie however you're right it's like she's under no delusions as to who she is and what she is and we the audience understand that basically everybody in this movie is terrible right (laughs) yeah and so there's not a lot to like you're not even you don't even get like the dramatic interesting the dramatic interest of like, oh, she thinks she's like good and she she's going to have to come to grips with the fact that like she's not with potentially tragic results. Right. It's more just like there's no she's yeah, not really growing just, or changing throughout the course of the movie. So there's nothing really to cling on to there. I, I feel like that is the reason that they give her that backstory of she was, you know manipulated manipulated yeah. from a young because then it's just like oh she didn't you know um she she was like a victim of of the system you know that turned her into a monster which like okay sure you know but right so so that makes me not hate her so much as just you know hate the system but lots of you know a lots of people have done terrible things because of circumstances you know Right. doesn't make them good guys it just makes you sort of understand their situation and their behavior a little bit more yeah okay um well all in spite of all that uh you know i think we found a lot to to take issue with about the movie or at least i did especially but still it is worth just kind of reiterating there is some really solid action in this movie mm-hmm. i think it it was it was very competently made if uh you know Sort of like if all of the flaws or quote unquote flaws that I highlighted to you at listening to this conversation don't sound like they would bother you at all, <laughs> then you should definitely check out this movie because. Yeah, I would say the the skill. writing of the film is not the reason to turn it on. You know what I mean? No. Like it's a it's got it's got problematic writing for sure. Uh, the reason to turn it on is like, do you want to see some inventive action in some interesting settings? And I think what I would argue is like a very good performance from a Mary Elizabeth Winstead, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think she's doing a lot with what we have already laid out is like not perfect material, right? Yeah, yeah she does. A, I think the actors, like we talked about, I think all give it, you know, they give it the old. 110%. I want to say the old college try, but that implies it like didn't really work out. I know. I think they all do a good job. None of them is like phoning it in. I mean, maybe Woody Harrelson. He sort of. He might be. He might yeah. be phoning it in, but yeah. it's still fine. You know, it's not like he does a bad job. Um. So uh, so yeah so so Adam thought it was pretty good, all told. Yeah, pretty good. I uh, I ultimately would say I liked it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like liked it. I I still, you know, I'm still predictable Dan who sort of just about likes everything. So I would say that I did kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could be you could be forgiven for for not getting that impression at all from this discussion. I would give it like, you know, a six out of ten. Sort of like sure. I still yeah. I still 
liked it more than I disliked it. You know, I didn't dislike it. Yeah. It it beats, you know, I'll take watching a movie over many other activities. S- staring at a wall. Any day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just uh, it didn't, it certainly didn't, you know, sweep me off my feet or anything. Um, I'm going to guess that you did not like it enough to beam it up, though. That's right. Yeah, I, I th- if you're giving you know if you're giving it a six, I'm probably giving it a seven. <laughs> you know okay, what I mean? it's so like, we're not that far I'm, off. I'm like, it was good, liked yeah. it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but not yeah. Sorry, we'll we'll save our bandwidth for um for some. I, for what Die I suspect Hard two. for Die Hard two. And yeah, and I mean it's it's um here we are at the end of September. Uh, by the time this comes out, it'll be October probably. Um, I'm willing to guess that uh the last three months of the year are going to hold quite a lot a of movies that are much better than this one. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, that way. let's get, let's send a glut of really good stuff, uh, to our astronaut then as is tradition. Yes. All right. Well, nice talking to you about this movie, Adam. Yep. Uh, that's it. That's a wrap. Thank you. And thank you for not poisoning me with a horrible, uh, like, I don't know, radioactive nuclear thing of a jig uh yeah for for no reason at plutonium all plutonium 200 or whatever it yeah. was called all right uh i'm adam i'm dan thanks for listening 